This is Ken Rashawn with Amplified, covering for Ryan Treasure. He's actually going around the room and actually learning more about each of the vendors here. So we have David Phillipson and David Corbin. We got the double David duo. And they are famous because they are on the cover of The Art of Photobombing. So I'm going to start with you, David Phillipson. What was it that caused you to be the world's best photobomber? How did that actually happen? I think growing up in the 60s with a, a father and an uncle with a eight millimeter always in your face, you tend to be a ham, especially if you're a middle child uh, of, of not only your own family with a lot of kids, but also cousins, etc. And uh, it's always been something that uh, I guess I tended to do. Okay, because I... Dave Corbin, would you validate that he's one of the best photobombers you've ever seen in your life? I would say within the top three. Probably top three. You know, I, I've been doing a lot of events in my life. I do roughly three or 400 events a year. And Dave Phillipson, last March, I got, the, I got to enjoy the first photobombing session, then the second, then the third. And what I noticed was that each one were unique. It wasn't the old throw your head over and do the tongue out or the blah thing. And he came up with creative ways of making it entertaining for me. And so I asked him if I could see him, and uh, I don't know if he thought he was in trouble or not, but what he said was, uh, yes, how can I help you? And I said, I just need to ask a favor. When you photobomb, I'm going to say, I just want to get one more shot just to make sure I got it right, and if you could step out for the second shot. And so Dave Phillipson, being the, the cordial chapter president of CEO Space International, he was kind enough to give me two great shots. So uh, I wanted to ask you, David Corbin, you were on the cover out of all the photobombing that's been done, you are on the cover of the book. How has that changed your life? It's unbelievable. I mean, I've done things like Oprah Radio, I've done television, I've done movies and whatnot, but my life has been so fortified since I'm on the cover of that book. Oh my God. And my hair's starting to grow back. I'm getting taller, and I can't even spend all the money that's coming in as a result of having been on the cover of that. I, I, if, I know I'm not really allowed to say this, so I'll... I'll I guess I'm going to get in a little trouble with you, but I heard you got a big account with Schlamino's. I can't say the real name. No, but no, you can't. No, no, no. You got to be careful. You got to be real careful with that. Oh, his, his biggest one is the one that rhymes with HBO. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. You don't want to be doing that, okay? So thank you. No, it's been so much fun because, you know, usually the, the fun thing is, is that on the serious side, I'm usually the joker. You know, right. I'm known as doing it. But for me to be the straight guy, oh my gosh, being the Dean Martin and his Jerry Lewis, hello. So it was really kind of fun. Let's everybody know that I'm straight too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, last December, one year ago, you had you did some of my favorite photo bombs when you had uh, when we had September kind of modeling, and oh. then you would do the you do the little model S thing right behind her. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, it's a real art to do photo bombing correctly because that's the shot that goes viral. It, it actually takes the message of the real corporate message to a whole new life. And I think photo bombing gives a human element to the photo. That's just the whole thing. So right now in the feminization of the world and the business world, it's vulnerability, authenticity, and just having fun. Don't take yourself so seriously. And in the photobombing concept, it's just one of the, another manifestation of how you can just be real and just enjoy and have fun and don't take yourself so darn seriously. Life is a game and we get to play. So uh, what do you think is going to be next? I mean, how can you have a bigger year than 2015 with you being on the cover of The Art of Photobombing? It's hard to even imagine that anything could be better. I mean, if Oprah called, I'd have to say, you know what, I have to talk to Ken first because he might have another opportunity for me, Oprah. So thank you, but, but let me put you on ice for just a little bit, yeah. You know, there's a lot of talk that there will be a volume two, and uh, not sure we're going to have you on the cover, but you're always going to be someone that's going to be probably dominating the inside of the book. I just got goosebumps. I'm just telling you, my life is complete. I'm crying now. Just give me a little moment, okay? 
Just not a centerfold, please. <laughs> so, Dave, what, what else can we do with uh, photobombing that could actually take this to another level, which, which would actually get a movement to happen? Well, we've taken over the world. I don't know if there's anything bigger than that. So how has that affected CEO space? How it's affected CEO space is that stuff happens, and some people get it. Well, I, I've noticed there's almost competition now to be the better photobomber. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's roughly 30 or 40 photobombers, not necessarily professional photobombers, but people really trying to, and I think that CEO space should break off and have a, a real photobombing workshop. You know, that's not a bad idea, but, but, but Dave Phillips and I got to say, he has, he has raised the photobomb bar, the barrier, if you will, of entry. It's beyond, I mean, you look at the book and you see those photos and you see people just having so much fun and him having almost as much fun, if not more fun. But it's really kind of cool. And as I say, it just levels the playing field so everybody just kind of loosens up. And you ask the question, how did it impact CEO space? CEO space has a lot of important people with a lot of important ideas and projects. And you can tend to get pretty serious around that, you know, as you're looking at all the issues and the challenges and, and whatnot. But when you have something in there that is strategically designed to get you smiling and laughing and just being real, it's a great, great, I'm telling you, this book has shifted things and people go to my Facebook all the time and they go, how do I get into that book? <laughs> I say, join CEO Space or hang out with Big Ken. You know, I've found that people that photobomb typically are very comfortable in their life. Yeah. They have a lot of abundance and abundance isn't necessarily about money, it's about happiness. And I, I get a real joy out of showing that element that this is not just another event of people that are stuffy. These are people that really are comfortable with their life and they're actually trying to make a bigger impact in their life. And in doing so, they just allow their humor to come out. So here's the deal. You know that right now in hospitals, they have pet therapy. They have music therapy. I think they should have photobomb therapy. And here's how it goes. David trains a bunch of people and their job is to stand behind people who are in the hospital bed with, who have a good sense of humor and take some photographs and photobomb them and show them that and develop a little bit of laughter therapy. This could be a lot of fun. Totally. You know, you can actually see these photos. And when you're talking about this and people don't know where to go to look at the photos, you can go on Facebook and actually look up the art of photobombing and put Umbrella Syndicate or CEO Space International, you know, there'll be an album that actually comes up and you can actually flip through it. I found that it breaks the ice with people. If I show those photos, next thing they know is, you're fun. Yeah. I want to work with you. And I was really impressed because when I came up with all these photos, I didn't know all the techniques. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I enjoy the photobombing, the capturing of it, but I'm not the guy who started it. And so there are the secret side attack bomb. There's the secret Mac attack bomb. I mean, there's, there's, there's the double layer bomb. And you have like over 180 different techniques you have in your arsenal. What makes you decide which one you're going to utilize? It just comes to me. It flows through me. It's wow. the bomb. It is the bomb. Oh, please. <laughs> hey, you know, I got an idea for the next cover. I'm just saying. Break it down. It's real simple. There's Dave Phillipson. There, sitting there, standing there, whatever, and I'm bombing him. I'm just saying. It's about damn time. Well, you know, right. uh, Dave Phillips in last year at De in December, he actually uh, did the spoof. He was in front of uh, the little choo-choo train area, and he says, hey, Ken, watch this. I'm going to stand here. You're going to take a picture of me and watch how many faculty cannot help themselves. <laughs> and, you know, September Dorman, who's not probably the biggest fan of the art of photobombing, she couldn't help herself. She got caught, captured photobombing, and she was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> you can't not do it. See, the thing is, is it's enthusiasm. Enthusiasm right. comes from the Greek term entheos, the God within. And when you have the opportunity to enthusiastically have some fun, People resonate with that. They want, they're attracted to that like a moth to a light bulb 
although they don't get burned, they, but they end up smiling and you can't not do it. It's so funny how that works. People want that sort of release and joy and mirth in life and you give them the opportunity. It's very cool. Yeah, and I mean, if you even break down a uh, photo, faux as in the Vietnamese uh, the di- uh, yeah, yeah, the dinner the, thing, you can yeah. eat it and then toe is either your foot or to go towards something. So you got put, that. Put the old foot in the mouth and there you go. That was about as much of a stretch, honestly, as I've ever heard. There's, the, there's stretch marks on that line right there. <laughs> but well done. It's ugly. I mean, that was ugly, right? Yeah, that was ugly. That, that, was, that was tough. So, David, how long have you been with CO Space? A uh, long time. I'm not really good with that. I'm going to say probably five years, maybe. Five years? Yeah. And I noticed that uh, you are eager to come back here and help people every single time. What is it that you get out of this? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know you always get when you give. You get when you give. You, you, you invoke the law of cause and effect, sowing and reaping, action, reaction, karma, whatever you want to call it. Anytime I have an opportunity to literally to be able to give the gifts that I've been given and uh, enhance and fortify and uh, uh, otherwise encumbered entrepreneurs because they've got issues, challenges, whatever. So that brings me back. I mean, that, and I really believe that most entrepreneurs are a couple of mistakes away from being in deep trouble. And if the answer to their problems, issues, or concerns, or the conduit to the solution is in the room, either the faculty, like myself and others, or the other members, then you want to actualize that. And when you see people opening up like a lotus uh, with themselves and their business, that'll keep you coming back, man. It's addictive. Well, I really enjoyed being at your table because you actually, you don't just give you listen so that you can actually give them the information that would actually cause them to be successful. Let's pretend like we have a big table around you right now and the listeners can't see you, so just give uh, an interpretation of what you find to be a, a problem that's shared at your table and what kind of response you'd give to that problem. Well, I typically start out with what I call the fabulous five. I want to know who, who you are, where you're from, and what you do. And then I want to find out what's something that you picked up here at CEO Space that you're going to implement. It doesn't have to be immediately. It could be later, but you're glad you captured it. And number five of the five is, what's one of the problems, issues, or challenges that's holding you back? What, like that little, like your toenail has a little thing on it and it gets caught on the carpet, you know what I mean? It right. keeps getting caught. So what is that that you want to work on? And when we do that, people just start opening up, opening up to the different things. And it's really remarkable, the common thread of issues, challenges, and concerns. And so, yeah, I do want to open them up and I want to listen carefully. I won't give you any specifics right now, but I will say, in general, most people who are listening to this, most people who come to CEO Space, they have something that's holding them back, like a bungee cord pulling them back to the old way. And we like to, I like to identify that if possible and then source what that's coming from, replace it, cut it, and have them move unencumbered and unbounded towards their goals. And uh, your book, Illuminate, that kind of addresses that to some degree, doesn't it? It does. And the reason I wrote the book, Illuminate, because it's the core philosophy I've been using for about 24 years, and that is you can't solve every problem that you face, but you can't solve anything unless you face it. And face it, follow it, and fix it. That's the core uh, teaching, and it's, uh, it's the core of my, um, my consulting for years. How has CEO Space actually changed your career? Well, it's taken me out of retirement, <laughs> and it sort of put me back to work. Uh, and when I say put me back to work, it's got me, uh, instead of being selfishly reclusive, it's got me opened up and sharing and giving. And in doing so, my energy level has come up. It was in that time that I, I came alive again and I realized, oh my goodness, my doctor is right, I am obese. 
And I didn't look obese, but I was obese. I was 40 pounds, uh, carrying more than I need to. I was eating the rotten foods, and I was, so I shifted my lifestyle, and I released 40 pounds. I gave up a lot of things. My, my, I'm 63 years old. The doctor told me that my, my, my body chemistry is 27. So really? how is it? Yeah, I mean, when you're alive, when you're around alive people, it's contagious. And uh, you, you want to uh, tap into those gifts that you've been given, which is your life. Okay, and I, and I know that mentorship is obviously very important to you because you mentor so many people. Uh, Greg Reed always identifies you at every secret knock, every event that he does, yeah. as the person who shaped how he actually became successful. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how spirit works in that regard. No, seriously, you know, Greg is one of the most sought-after professional speakers today in the market uh, and with the books and whatnot. And as you know, I used to be partners with Brian Tracy, so I know that industry real well. So when I met Greg quite by accident, his business broker and I were smoking cigars uh, at a client's place in Arizona, and he said, would you talk to this young guy? I just sold his business. And I said, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the guy called me up, Mr. Corbin, my name is Greg Reed, and I got your number. And when I first met him, I was able to identify a guy who had the skills, the qualities, the abilities, the potential, and the heart to be able to become one of today's top motivational speakers. And I am so honored to be a part of that process. And I'll tell you this, he would have made it without me. I'm just grateful that I had some of the skills and the abilities that I could share my Rolodex and some of my talents with him. And, um, you know, I don't have clients, I have friends. Being the best man at his wedding and I'm like the grandfather to his kid, it's like, how was I fortified? Oh my gosh, you know? Well, I think what sets Greg apart from so many others is that when he seeks advice from mentors, he's not afraid to pick up the phone. Like when he wanted to write a book, he called top-selling authors, and he said, the people that are at the very top, they actually have time. They have time to give. And it's a misconception that the people at the top are busy. They actually are so successful, and people fear that step of actually making a call. So I, I learned that from him. And uh, today on Facebook, he actually has your, his, your book holding it in as his photo. And that really says a lot about how he continues to consider you his champion. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. And all the people that I've mentored have become very good friends of mine. There are many, many people through the years. I'm honored to be associated with them. Uh, most of the time this happens where the, the, the master becomes exceeded by the mentee, and I'm delighted for that. So it's, it's, it's really kind of cool. So it's made me richer uh, of heart uh, more than anything else. Well, I mean, other than my narcissism being my favorite quality about myself... I think my humbleness is like a distant like 50th. You and have that? <laughs> I just want to say I, I'm so pleased that I had a part in making probably the pinnacle of your life by putting you <laughs> in the cover of the Art of Photobombing. Well, that, that, that is true. In fact, I was talking with you and I said, uh, tell Barack I'm busy. I, I'm talking to Ken. And so I can talk and help him a little bit later. I'm talking to Ken Rochon. All right. Well, thank you both for being on the show. Uh, Dave, thanks for all you do at CEO Space and... Dave Phillipson, thank you for all the photobombing you do. I just don't know what this place would be like without this book in the world. 